Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Coming up on TMS, your mom is Batman. Deacon Claire, Bacon Zoe. We've gone full Nick Cage. How old is six? Skiwampus laces. When is Van going home? Blind on purpose for 15 minutes. Up someone's G-string. Aqua bird Fina. Legless Mona Lisa in a hellscape. There are 15 spiders on the floor. He's got sonar crap. Katniss and Link forever. Sniffing wood with Bill. Creamy bananas with Bobby and more. On this episode of... The Morning Stream. 1861, I enlisted in the War of the Rebellion at Warsaw in Benton County, Missouri, under Colonel O'Kane. We went to Coal Camp, fought the Dutch, and cleaned them out completely. Let's talk about Super Mario's raccoon scrotum. She's only your girl because she ain't had a taste of the Duke yet. This is the Morning Stream. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to TMS. We hope you had a nice Memorial Day here in the States. Yes. You know, I know that Canada and others have different days for their memorial type days, but ours was yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why we had nothing. We did nothing. No show. We did no show, but we're back and we have show. Now we have show. Did you do anything fun? Did you barbecue? Did you do anything cool? What'd you do? Did something fun. Did something cool, but it wasn't barbecuing. We went to uh, the National Lacrosse League Finals Game 2. The only one of the three game series that is played in Colorado, the Colorado Mammoth, soundly defeated the Buffalo Bandits. Um, sadly, we lost game one, so that means it does get pushed to a game three, which is this coming Saturday. Mm. Um, and, oh, uh, only only three though, not a series of only five three, or not, seven yeah. or whatever. Okay, nope, only only three. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just make it. Clean I kind of wish more national sports would do that. Just do best out of three. Why not? Yeah, right. Exactly. If you can't decide your series of well, I mean, obviously, you sell more tickets, you sell more concessions, you sell more. T-shirts. The longer yeah. the team draws it out, if they have to, if they have to play at least four games, mm-hmm. then um, then it's revenue. Yeah. What am I kidding? It's all money. It's the reason they do. Yeah, it. Of course exactly. they do. That's interesting. So once they is this the fir- is this a first for the Mammoth or are they you know returning champs or what's their deal? They are returning champs. They're defending. They won the title last year, uh, first time since two thousand six. My gosh. So they won 2006 and then again in 2022. And uh, if they beat the Bandits, it'll be a repeat of what they did last year where they beat the Bandits in the finals to 
take the championship. So wow. it was uh, one of the most aggressive games uh, we've ever seen. There were I don't I can't tell you at least twelve um, penalties on the bandits for slashing and roughing and cross checking and stuff like that, and uh, and Jeez. a lot of fights like knock off the helmets, gloves off. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like hockey level, uh, well, old hockey. They don't feel like they do that anymore. They Hockey's don't, gotten yeah, too not safe. Yeah, so, not so much anymore, which yeah. is good. Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's making people live longer, you know? Yeah, exactly. But as a player and as an old, like, hockey game video gamer, I like me some fights, you know? <laughs> you know it just adds a little bit of... A little bit of seasoning to the uh, to the action. Yeah. How was your Memorial Day? What'd you do? Did you uh, barbecue? Did you? So you we had uh, we had huge plans with all the kids. We were gonna do brats and do this whole barbecue thing. Kim was gonna make mm-hmm. like Cajun corn and all. We had all these plans. Mm-hmm. And then one by one, all the kids had something come up. <laughs> oh no! Not not things that were like better deals but like van was sick so she didn't sure. want to take him anywhere nick and yeah. b had something going on with one of her friends and carter of course is in europe and so kim and i looked at each other and went you know what? i think what we're doing here because we spent the whole week by the way babysitting my niece the entire weekend okay, okay. and that was a lot she's a she's a sweet kid but she's a handful she's six and how, she's how just, old the six yeah. okay oh yeah that's a that's that's not an age where you can just say, "All right, go entertain yourself." Yeah, uh, yeah. And when Van was around, she was like, "When is he going home?" Like she didn't want to, she didn't want to share the spotlight. <laughs> I didn't want to share the attention. Yeah, so it was a little crazy. Oh. I really love Olive. She's a cutie, but she's <laughs> she just takes you know she takes some effort. So by the time that she, she left, which was yesterday early, and then the rest of the day was starting to pan out to be not as many you know the plans that were going to work. Kim and I looked at each other and we're just like. We're, we're going to go to the pool and then we're going to come back here and we're going to barbecue for ourselves and we're going nice. to sit out here on the patio and we're going to have like a proper empty nest moment. And it was great. It was That's freaking cool. great. That's cool. Yeah. Nothing so it was real, wrong with that. Yeah. Real yeah. low key, but you know, uh, high key enough to, to have had a good time. Plus look, yeah. the, uh, she made the same food she was going to make anyway. And I benefited directly from that. So that was, that was really <laughs> yeah. Good. And you guys, you know, you have the kids over often enough that, uh, it's not like, Oh my God, we missed our chance to get together. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, this one chance that we had for a holiday, <laughs> holiday get together. It's like, yeah. no, it'll happen Thursday. Anyway. Oh yeah. 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 That's the other thing is it's like, yeah. Oh, no big deal. Like Wednesday, tomorrow, Van and Phoebe are here all day. Cause Taylor has a shoot. And then, yeah. uh, Nick and B were here on on Sunday anyway, doing laundry and having yeah. dinner. So it's just like they're always here. It's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. So we had a nice Who little needs uh, Memorial Day. Yeah, just a nice little couple's day. You know, it was nice. Nice. I nice. enjoyed it. Um, real quick here though, uh, I had a I did a weird thing. Let me tell you about my weird thing. Oh, tell me, tell me about your weird thing. And don't worry, everybody. We do have a morning form winner. We'll do that in a second. Just relax yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of that clip. Um, Absolutely. I was blind on purpose for 15 minutes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Do tell. There's, this is a, there's, there must be, uh, that's a good story. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. We're done now. That story needs no context. Um, so, right, I decided to do this thing where I don't know what got in my head, but yesterday in the afternoon, um, we had, we'd been out and doing stuff, like I said. And so I came home to get a shower and, I sat down and I was going to get my, put my shoes on and, you know, just kind of get ready for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, I wonder what this process is like for blind people. <laughs> so I closed my eyes for 15 minutes as an experiment. Okay. 
And I okay. just said, all right, I'm going to close them tight. Not going to cheat. And I'm going to put on socks. I'm going to try to figure out where I've set my shoes down and then put those on without looking. Yeah. Obviously, because, you know, that's the whole, whole point. And then I'm going to try to make my way out of this room and into the kitchen and do all this within about a 15 minute period just to have this like, you know, what's it like? Because mm-hmm. I always think like, does a blind person can a blind person ever live alone? Because will they ever know that there's 15 spiders on the floor? No, because no one's there to tell them. <laughs> You know what I mean? Do they need to know that fifteen spiders? There's fifteen spiders on the floor. I mean, maybe though? not. Maybe it's bliss to never see the things that the rest of us freak out yeah. about. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, like, I assume, and I know that there are there are certainly people in this world who are blind and who are very self sufficient, live on their own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When they're bumping around, do they? When do they know it's time to clean? When do they know that hmm. the toilet's got a issue? Like, when do they know these things? And that's fascinating to me, and also I, I really like respect it. It's like amazing mm-hmm. that people can adapt like that. Uh-huh. So I just thought for 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to be blind <laughs> and see what it's like. And boy, yeah. I'm here to tell you, Brian, other than it was kind of it kind of chilled me out because part of it is my brain knows I'm not really blind, so I know this is all yeah. going to be over yeah. in a second. Yeah. But part of me was horrified. I didn't like it at all. I was like, well, wait, which lace is what? And then when I looked at my shoes later, they weren't quite right, and they were all skewampus and everything. Now, I know, <laughs> you know, blind people have a, have a lot of time to adjust and adapt, and, of they, course, and yes. they do. Yeah. I yes. didn't afford myself that. I just gave myself 15 minutes. But I kind of recommend once in a while just... It's a great way of putting yourself in somebody's shoes that you just have zero like idea how they live you know yeah because i can't imagine you know i can imagine getting around my house i know my house well enough that i know you know there where's this wall where's this railing where's this where's the stairs where the door all etc right right? Right. that part no problem but um obviously not having i'd have to turn off some sort of um uh assisted uh you know haptic feedback on my computer some sort of um oh, right. uh vocal you know reading uh things that are on screen i don't even know how i would set that up so i'm amazed that um at people who are who are uh, blind who are able to do this sort of thing and they adapt you know to this sort of this technology to um to get this information in a different way I can't imagine using my computer or doing the things I do without any sort of... Uh, yeah, your normal uh, everyday just completely yeah. changes, like yeah. about 380 million degrees <clears throat> difference. And like, I follow this dude on TikTok, and his name, I don't remember his name, but this guy on TikTok is blind. He makes TikToks about how he does stuff as a blind person, <clears throat> and he always starts his TikTok with, I'm blind, here's how I read the paper. That's how he starts. So he always does, I'm blind, here's how I do a thing, whatever it is. I I kind of love it. It's a great format. Anyway, that guy does, has some crazy stuff, like phone assist stuff. Um, He snowboards, and he shows how he does it without running into anybody. He's got like this sonar crap, like all this amazing stuff. Anyway, uh, just wanted to share that. If any of you want to have a little experiment with yourself, see how you do as a blind person, just go 10 minutes. See what it's Tina's like. Tina's grandfather uh, was blind, and um, we were always fascinated by the things that he'd that he'd figured out either on his own or gotten from from other uh, blind people that he knew. But like folding, basically, you you fold your money differently for each bill. See, it's really easy in other countries where you have different oh. sized bills. Yeah. But basically, he would fold his dollar bills in a certain way. He'd fold his fives in a certain way. And so when he got change, he'd he'd say, "All right." What did you give me here? Is this a five and these are ones? 
you have to, of course, trust that they're telling you that they didn't just give you a stack of Monopoly money. Mm. But he would fold the ones in a certain way. He'd fold the fives, the tens all differently. And so when he put them in his wallet, he could just say, oh, well, here's a $10 bill. And, Do you think uh, the bank would have to, like, cross-stack it or something to make things easy? Like, if he was taking 100 bucks out in cash, yeah, how would they... Because they're going to go. Uh, they would probably fit, hand him the, all the one, all the you know, all the twenties first, and then say, you know, here's all the fives, here's all the ones, or something. Oh, gotcha. Canadian bills have braille, says the chat. That's cool. Interesting. Do they? Does that rub down after years of use? Do they well, like? I think we. Is still, that what takes them out of circulation? Is they still use, or they new now use that polymer business? Whereas the rest mm. of us, or well, I shouldn't say the rest of us. The oh, U.S. still uses like a paper compound, a linen mix. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe that's the difference. The polymer lets you have uh, nubbins, permanent permanent nubbins. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's fascinating. That's really cool. Accessibility yeah. with money. Who would have thunk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not us, I guess. Not us. <laughs> not America. Listen, I'm 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 loving paperless society. So the more of that uh, we get fine with. Yeah, yeah. I don't look. Once in a while, cash, I'll have to have a dollar. Yeah, sometimes I'll take a dollar or a, a five out of my wallet or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my brain just goes. Let's not. Let's try to have a day without thinking about where all the places that five dollar bill has been. <laughs> let's try. Let's let's not be Scott Johnson for a day. Basically, is what you're yeah, trying to try say. Try not you're to be saying, like me because I always think about how dirty money is and where it came from and where it's been. Yeah, always. Yeah. Like how much cocaine done. is on that twenty? Yeah, yeah, somebody used that twenty to like roll it up, and make a little n- nozzle snort for their nose, and snorted coke off of it. Uh-huh. As far as I know, I don't know. A nozzle snort, yes. Could have been up, up, but it's in. It's been in somebody's, you know, g-string, or it's been uh, on the floor of a laundromat, or in the bathroom of a freaking bar. I don't know. It's gross. Money is gross. Money's gross. Yeah, Venmo, baby. Venmo me mm-hmm. some money, and then, then we can Venmo, cash app, Zelle, all that stuff. All do that it. stuff. <laughs> all of it's good. All of it's proper societal progress. Okay, embrace it. That's right. Yes. Uh, all right. Now we'll do the morning form, and we will award a winner. Uh, for everybody who signed up for this thing. Stand back and check your personal belongings. It's time for the morning form. The last one we did last week <laughs> yeah. was for the best Batman movie director. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, right. Which, which basically also translates to who's the best, kind of who's the best Batman, sort of, or at least cinematic Batman. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like uh, an argument could be made that... Um, that uh, Christian Bale was not the best Batman, though the, that series of movies were the best Batman films mm. for me. Who would you put in the in his? Who would you slot in if you could just take him as out? The and, best, ba- as the best Batman? Yeah. Um, Other Batmans, like if you could boy, s- I mean Val Kilmer. No, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. Kilmer, um, Kilmer was all right. That felt like a movie that could have. He he wasn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like he was outside a of Joel Schumacher. That could have actually been done really well. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Conroy voice wise, yeah, for sure. Because um, you need someone who's believable as the millionaire playboy, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like even George Clooney in the right hands could have been a way better Batman. He's mm-hmm. got the jaw. He's got the um, he's got the the style that feels like all right. This is a guy who grew up with wealth and. Um, yeah, those movies uh, had a Schumacher problem, not a not a Batman problem. So that's much. right, exactly. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, Affleck, not bad. You know, shoot, this is a good question. Could have been. Okay. I don't think you. I don't think Bell, uh, Bale was the 
was the one I'd pick, though. Maybe even Adam West, for Pete's sake. Uh, put Adam West in a, in a Nolan movie? That's amazing. <laughs> no kidding. It would have been, would have been great yeah. if we could have, just to see how well that would have worked, right? Uh, yeah, I would have been I would have been down with that. that. I mean, obviously, that means it has to lean heavily into the cheese, but... Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes you yeah. like a little cheese, you know? little cheese uh yeah, so our one, winner I'm glad you didn't ask that question because i'd have to spend a lot more time thinking about it oh yeah well i'm glad i didn't um here's so tim burton or sorry uh christopher nolan ran away with the, the vote 56.9 percent overall yeah yeah uh second place tim burton with four uh 18.5 matt reeves at 8.3 mm-hmm. not not a bad showing for matt reeves Mm-mm. no um Chris McKay somehow got seven or uh, three point two percent of the vote, and then it gets weird. Let me tell you some of the ones that people. Yeah, I'd wrote love to in. know some of the write-in, the write-in uh, answers. Someone wrote college humor. I don't know why. Is there a college humor? Oh, because they've, they've, I'm sure they've done a, you know, a, their version of Batman. Sure. Somebody submitted your mom. Uh huh. Of course. Uh, they're probably know. the same person who does that for every feud. <laughs> for uh, the survey that I do. Yeah. Someone wrote Robert Pattinson, but he did not direct, so I don't know why they put that in there. No. Um, let's see. A lot of Bruce Tim references. Uh, Jay, Jay Oliva? I don't know who that is. DCAMU? Animated? AMU. Oh, animated? Uh... I assume so. That's what that means. Hmm. Okay. They wrote in here Lego Batman, but Phil, they put Phil Lord and Christopher Miller for Lego Batman. They did not make that movie. That was a separate dude who made that. Uh, George Santos also in here. Uh, <laughs> truth, truth. I heard that he directed person. all the Batman movies. Yeah, he's actually, made them all. Yeah. Like so, you you could say his name and you really <laughs> and mean his, everything. And his Batman. Yeah, uh, surprisingly. And then my very favorite, I haven't seen any, is an option. Mm, How do yeah, you never see a, a Batman movie ever? Like ever? I don't know. I get the I get those responses on uh, the feud surveys as well. Like uh, I have never watched an animated program. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? what? Really? Sort. What? Yeah, I want to meet these people and find out more. Never played a tabletop game, yeah. huh? Yeah. Explain, okay. your, explain right, yourself. That's good. Um, so our winner today is Hushed Pixel. Ah, oh, Hushed Pixel. Hushed Pixel. You're the winner. <laughs> and uh, if you want to send me an email, great. I'll send you one. If I don't hear from you today, I just uh, I got a busy day, so it'll be the end of the day. But if I hear from you first, we'll get you all set up and send out your Frog Pants Fun Pack right away. This week's morning form. Uh-huh. Uh, let me pull it up because I forgot to write it in the thing. How many hours do you spend a week playing video games? Interesting. I like mm. this. All yeah, it's right. a fun one. Uh, your options are not at all. One hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, all the way up to nine. And then 10 or more hours as an option or other, which will be where mm. you put the dumb answers. Yeah, okay. exactly. I have never played a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is video game? What is Robert video? Pattinson? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That would um, be funny. Anyway, get in there and fill it out. The morning, or sorry, frogpants.com slash the morning form. What, uh, you know, what, what, uh, well, I'm sure it's average, uh, nine of 12. <laughs> On average, how much? Do yeah, we're looking for average. I, I game for exactly six hours and 22 minutes. Do you want me to round up to seven <laughs> or round down to six? Because I have a little timer on my watch that goes off if I, if I stray past that. Oh, man. If I could, if I did that myself, I'd play a lot less games, but. Yeah. This week is a bad week for this question because Diablo uh, 4 comes out this week. And, oh, uh, right. Sure. Well, early yeah. access to it does, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, for those who pre- pre-ordered it, which you and I are, are those people. Anyway. I think we are those people, yes. Uh, so that's going to screw up everything for me because I'm going to play mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of Diablo. 
Uh-huh. Hey. Anyway, hey. Uh, yeah. get in there. Get I'm it done. Brian, what happened? I heard you shot arrows at things. What happened I there? I did. Yeah. So Tina and I had a mystery date last week. And uh, oh who, my gosh. Who was in charge? You or Tina? Tina, okay. Tina was. Tina uh, planned this one. And, and holy cow. Again, Tina knocks it out of the park with mystery dates. So she took me to an archery range. Like this little unassuming little place in this industrial strip not really strip mall but like you know these multiple industrial buildings all next to each other and had no idea i didn't know anything that was in this area this part of town um but we pull up and it's like the empty quiver archery range i'm like oh cool are we gonna learn archery she's like yep i'm like oh my god this is so cool that's awesome yep (laughs) do the voice so um (laughs) Oh my God, this was such a blast. So you, you know, you walk in, they give you, uh, they ask you if you're left or right-handed, you get protective gear, like a little leather thing for your, um, for your bow arm. And then a little, uh, glove thing for your pulling the, drawing the string Mm. back Mm. arm. These are all official terms. By the way, I learned all these official terms. I used to know these. I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, years ago though. The bracer. Thank you, Zoe. Bracer. Uh, yeah, then the uh, the bow, left or right-handed, obviously. Um, no, com- I mean, you, you could rent a compound bow, but for... Uh, that pretty much was the people who were regulars there who had a whole different set of targets they were aiming at on a different side of the building. Um, those guys all had the compound bows with this and that and, like, the quiver built into their, you know, strapped on and stuff like that. We had a PVC pipe coming up from the floor that we put our arrows in and so we basically had to stand on the line wait until everybody was there and then they said okay you can now do your arrows and so you pick up an arrow yeah you lock them uh it it took five minutes of training and we were there for an hour and a half or or uh yeah probably right around an hour and a half mm. my god that was so fun i totally want to keep doing it i want to do it again more, um, more bow maybe you become a bow hunter you know maybe Maybe yeah. Brian the bow hunter, and yeah. I know exactly where I can get one of them on core. That's oh. right, bow hunting. Bow, you can have a ten second start. Watch start out. running. Watch now. out, bow. Yeah, I'll let you yeah, run now. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate prey. Uh, no, that's um, cool. I when I was young, uh, when I say that, I guess I mean teen, late teens, early twenties. I was mm-hmm. super into bow stuff, and really? I got into Archery, like yeah. yeah, and I got into like some some of that compound bow stuff. I never wanted to spend the real money people. Oh were spending. wow, yeah. But I would I had a kind of entry levely thing, and anyway, we thought that was pretty rad for a long time, and then I just suddenly stopped. And all this talk from you about it makes me want to go back and do it again because it's fun. Oh my god, find a local archery range. Seriously, it was like twenty five bucks for two hours of fun. It was just so fun, you know. Like I managed to get one dead on bullseye. I took a picture of it. I need to. I'll do. I'll put it somewhere. I haven't posted anywhere, but uh, yeah, Tina and I had. Uh, I took photos of each other uh, firing our bows and stuff like uh, Katniss and Clint Barton. <laughs> nice. Nice. Saving the world, man. That's, That's cool. right. Exactly. Got to pull out the explosive uh, or, or heads. Or Kate Bishop and Clint Barton or, you, you know, whoever. Sure. Whoever's got bows. Let's do it. She she was more inspired by Katniss. I was like, so what made you think about this or what, you know, why have you have you wanted to do this? She's like, I have. And, and she said, uh, well, it's mostly because of Katniss Everdeen. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's it's uh, it's right now. Link, 
Yeah, Link. <laughs> I want I want to put a spicy pepper and fuse it to my arrow so that I set the whole target on fire. Yep, that's how you want to live your life. I get it. Yes, exactly. Uh, Salt Lakers, we got an Easton Salt Lake Archery Center, Temp Archers, and Datus are three of the more closer ones. There you go. Yeah, maybe yeah. I will. Maybe I'll check I'd, this I'd even consider, like, if I can find a cheap bow somewhere, I would consider buying my own and, and setting up a um, a little range in the backyard. This is awesome. Now that we don't have a dog back there that's going <laughs> to potentially be in the line of fire. Oh, what's wild is it's way up. That's way up past the airport. Really weird. Mm. All right. Well, I shall consider it because that sounds like fun and you got me thinking about it again. So well done. Oh, my God. Do it. Do it. You and Kim. Plan a little mystery date of your own with Kim and take her out. Uh, take her out. I can uh, do that. Archer. She'd have no idea this was coming. I would totally blow yeah. her mind with it. Yeah. I'm doing for it. sure. Uh, we also had another little date on uh, Friday. This one she knew about. We went to Alamo Draft House again and saw uh, the new live action Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. And, um, I hear it's good. I, I heard things. It's good, but Scott, did you know that they made the mermaid black? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, then I'm going to boycott Disney black. for it. I'm going to, I'm boycotting the entire entertainment business. <laughs> um, no, it was it was great. Oh my god, Halle Bailey, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Halle Bailey has this incredible voice and um and she's got this kind of like her eyes are set apart so she's got this kind of exotic pixie elf kind of look already, which is kind of perfect for a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh Melissa McCarthy was great as uh, your Ursula uh David Diggs. I was wondering how they were going to do the um like do the animals that talk um because didn't for mulan didn't they eliminate the the eddie murphy dragon yeah they deal? got rid of the dragon in that yeah yeah um i'm glad they i'm glad they didn't for this one but uh uh because sebastian was great david diggs who i think anytime oh, lin-manuel yeah. miranda is involved with something yeah. And he wrote he wrote a couple new songs. Uh, of course, there's a song with a rap in it. Oh, sweet! A little bit of rap. <laughs> of course, yeah. A little bit of rap. Um, yeah. But anytime, oh, and Aquafina. You, you know, if you're if you don't like the super Aquafina, maybe maybe mm. <laughs> this is one to hold off on. Who's she? What's her character? Who does she play? One She's of the, sisters the or uh, Scuttle, the uh, the seagull. Oh, okay. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean it is it is the perfect role for her, but it is you're gonna get uh Wow. You know, Aquabird Fina, uh for sure. Javier Bardem. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask about uh, that. King how Titan. is how is yeah. that uh go? Does dude, he ever dude, does dude he ever make anybody time. flip a coin and just about shoot him in the head with a <laughs> cow gun? Right. Yes, exactly. Uh King Triton with a with a uh, blowgun. It was really, really weird. Or, Excellent. Uh, <laughs> That's great. I mean, I've anyway. heard really good things about it, so um, that surprised me. I, I thought we were heading for uh, heading toward a dumper on this one, but it sounds like it's actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, really, really good, and um, I'm I'm fully in. I'm fully in on Alamo Drafthouse. I have zero things to complain about with Alamo Drafthouse. Even the the one thing that I thought I would be irritated with is the hey guess what three four three quarters of the way through the movie we're gonna come by with your uh, bill and have you sign it while you're trying to watch the most exciting part of the film yeah um, they are so non intrusive about that that uh, um, that that I don't care they you know refill your drink you just put it up on the thing they're like oh let's get you some more they don't even say anything because obviously that would be irritating. Yeah. They just go and get you more Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, the food is freaking excellent. I had a Brussels sprouts pizza 
that uh, cauliflower crust Brussels sprouts pizza with bacon and goat cheese, I think. Oh, um, all right. My God, that was good. It was almost it was almost Claire worthy, except for the bacon. It was like a, a mix of the uh, vegan Claire and the bacon Zoe. Huh. Is, is basically what it was. Interesting. We'll call it the Chloe. The Chloe. <laughs> the Chloe. That's a great name for a sandwich, actually. I think it's all right. Oh yeah, goat cheese probably also not super vegan. We got to use that uh, that that fake vegan cheese. This uh, this Halle Bailey girl. Yeah. Uh, she has the thing that. Uh, she's like um, uh, Furiosa. What's her name? The um, can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, the yeah, the, the, the bitch. They both have these eyes that are way out. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I want all of humanity to look like that because I think it's <laughs> I think it is so much cooler looking than the boring freaking is, yeah. middle of the face eyes what the rest of us have. I think they're they're one, they have one up on us. I think it's rad. Well, I'm sure. Uh, both of them will have lots of offers to uh, create progeny that have the uh, <laughs> the wine set eyes. Well, good for them because I want to see more of that. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of this kid that plays Prince Eric, Jonah Howard King. Is he any good? Yeah, I don't know. I think they just hired him because he's uh, he's attractive and he can sing. That's okay. really the yeah. That's uh, the that was on the resume. That's what you had to do. Yeah, I don't know. Was he? Let's see. Has he been in anything else? Little Women. Jonah. Uh, the TV show. Okay. Oh, he's been in Little Women. Yeah, he's been. He's been <laughs> but in not Little the Women. not the recent movie one. Dog's no. Way Home. So there's a movie I'm never going to see. Yeah, Agatha and the Curse uh, of Ishtar. Hold on Fire. Oh, he was involved with the 2019 quote unquote live action uh, Lion King. Oh, what he do there? I don't see. I'm sure, he did. Uh, let's see here. Is that 2019? Yes, I don't see it. The only things he shows here are Dog's Way Home, A Song with Names, and uh, Agatha and the Curse of Ishtar in 2019. I don't see anything else. He did... Uh, it's funny, because on... on uh, yeah, here he goes. It doesn't show what his voice was, but it shows him as part of the cast and just the Google. So he's having a moment then, right now. He's having a moment, yeah. All right, well, good luck to him and her. He could be their... your new singing action star is what he can do. Yeah, I'm not sure, because... Um, the Lion King cast that I'm looking at here lists Jeremy Irons, and I don't think he he certainly wasn't the voice of Scar this time, no. so I don't know what his involvement. But this also lists Halle Bailey, David Diggs, Aquafina, Jacob Tremblay, who are all part of the <laughs> Weird. all part of the Little Mermaid cast. So Google, I'm not sure about your results here. Yeah, Google your go to sleep, you're drunk or something. Right, exactly. Uh, yes. Nice. Well, it sounds like a fun weekend for, to me. It was. It was yeah. It was a really good time. And then we did some Spider-Man trivia on Sunday, went back to the Elmo Draft House. They had a Geeks Who Drink Spider-Man trivia event. And um, it was really, it's Geeks Who Drink, so really only three of the questions had anything to do with Spider-Man. The rest were Spider, Web, Gwen, Miles, mm. questions that had nothing to do with Spider-Man. But we still we still killed it. S- one. Spider-adjacent. <laughs> Spider adjacent. Yes. Do they do that in Spider- the theater? So it's like a big the big screens up with the questions and all that. And- no, they do it in the uh, in the bar. Oh, okay. at, uh, Yeah, that'd be cool though, wouldn't it? Having a whole theater was, there for they did that for the the MCU one, and they did put the questions up. They had the full lights on when we did the MCU one. Jeez, 2019, 2018. Mm. Um, we had to cluster in little groups around seats, and you don't want to sit lengthwise because then you you're talking loud to the person five seats down from you. Oh, so we yeah. had to kind of cluster around little things of seats, but then they did the, 
the video around and all the questions were up on the screen and that was really rad it sounds cool. like a blast it was it was well, well done alamo draft house you've brought new life to cinema and bartending well done. <laughs> uh all right we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of news today it's yeah. important that we do our uh, journalistic duty here on the show that's right so get ready for this Yeah, that's right. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Get your daily dose of video game culture and news on Core Daily up at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. Everything from breaking news to discovering a weird new indie title. Get your daily core at Core Daily. Also in audio form with details at frogpants.com slash, you guessed it, core. Nice. Uh, yeah, do check it out. Got a new one going right up after the show today, so that'll be cool. fun. I love that uh, I saw Bose last week about hard mode, or what was it called? Hardcore WoW. Hardcore WoW, yeah. He's ba- it's basically just the short of that is so weird. It's 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 classic WoW, so you got to play the classic servers, mm-hmm. not the new, not the retail. And then right. somebody made a set of mods uh, or add-ons for the game that mimic what it would be like if the game actually natively supported hardcore mode, which means you die, you're dead. Yeah. And so uh, it's blowing up. Like, it's gotten huge over That's there. That's cool. Do they do it like uh, No Man's Sky, where once you die, you have to make your way back to where you died and pick up all of your stuff? No, you just, no, <laughs> you you're, you're just straight up dead. You're starting over. You're basically like, yeah. It's, your character is now part of a, they even put it, they put you, the mod supports this thing where it puts like a, Every day they add people to this grave list, you know, this list of like <laughs> fallen heroes. But it's really uh, intense because now you can no longer just saunter into a place and go, whoops, I didn't mean to die that quick. Yeah. Now you yeah. got to really Let me pull think about all it. of these mobs because I need 18 wolf tails. Yeah. Let's see if I can take 18 of these at one time. Nope, can't. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing it classic era, which means everything's harder anyway. And right. there's not right. like quick yeah. shortcuts around everything. It just doesn't work that way. So does it, uh, does it use, it still uses the current wow inner, like for, for I, I've never looked at the wow vanilla servers. Do they have the old style interface? Yes. Of like your, it's all the your old backpack stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Everything about it is old. That's why I can't play it. I can't do it. I'm just yeah, I nope, can't do it. Nope. Thanks. Nope. I, I would love a I would love a uh here so I have a theory about this. I talked about it on core a little bit, but I think like when Dota happened, uh uh-huh. which was a mod to Warcraft three, uh-huh. there was a feeling you could feel that that was about to explode out and Blizzard kind of missed the boat on it and they didn't capitalize on it, and so instead the people who made that mod left and then you ended up with things like League of Legends and then Riot Games and that's a multi billion dollar corporation now and you know, uh, like Blizzard missed the boat on it, but basically that mod spawned an entire genre, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this weird, hardcore survival business in an MMO style game, if Blizzard doesn't take advantage of it, they're stupid, and they might be. <laughs> um, but what, <laughs> what will happen is somebody will, like the guys working on this, will just spin out yeah. do their own game and suddenly rule the world again. Like you gotta, this is one of those, yeah. it feels like one of those moments. I can, uh-huh. I can just tell something's going on. Uh, cool. but yeah, it's not for me and you because I don't want to go play classic. Wow. Freaking. I need the nope. new, I need the nope. new UI and everything. I need there. There are reasons that those are UI improvements <laughs> and not I even just those. that. I want my character not to look like shit. I want trees to be more yeah. than two polygons. Like I have, I have standards. Damn it. For sure. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do this story about Bobby. Yeah. Uh, this is not our Bobby. Different Bobby. Oh, okay. All right. The world's oldest dog. 
There are other Bobbies, wow. There are more Bobbies than this. This is mine, but there are more like him. <laughs> there are many like it, yeah, but this one but is this mine. this Bobby is mine. The world's oldest dog named Bobby, B-O-B-I, celebrated its 31st mm. birthday. 31 wow. years. Wow. That seems too long. Poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> They're little, you know... Uh, well, I don't know what kind of dog this is, actually. Uh, it, will, just know that it's it tells Portuguese. us uh, where did it go? It showed us, and oh, maybe I didn't copy that part. I did read. But usually, small dogs live longer than large dogs. And he's a big boy. He's like a. Oh, he is a big. Who's a big boy? He's a big boy. He is a big. He is a big boy, and he doesn't. And they don't know, say the breed. Like yeah, I don't know why they don't say the breed, but anyway, he looks like he's in pretty good shape, right? For sure. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, he he's like a Portuguese lab, pooch. Maybe. He was declared the world's oldest dog by the Guinness Book of World Records in February. Uh, celebrated his 31st birthday on Thursday. And uh, Bobby's family uh, planned a Saturday birthday event at his home in Concierros. Con, uh, let me pull back. I'm, I was looking at the dog. Look at pictures of the puppy. Oh. Uh, Conqueros. 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 Q in there. Uh, a rural village in southern Portugal. His owner, Leon, Le, Lionel Costa, told the Guinness Book of World Records that it is a, a very traditional Portuguese party. Over 100 people are set to attend, and a dance troupe are set to perform. Love uh, it. That's what I want for a birthday party. Thank you. So I have to think, has the dog changed hands? Or was this mm, guy... Is this the original owner? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you don't usually do that. It's not usually that much time that you get to have a dog that long. And so did, did a parent have it first or was he a little tiny kid yeah, and now he's just along. older sure certainly could have been yeah that's uh oh, look they don't it. mention that at all we don't know the story of of bobby or bobby bobby yeah maybe it bobby. is bobby it's portuguese who knows portuguese, look at him he's all yeah. like uh he's look at him he's fine he's doing good yeah. best i can tell this dog is healthy and happy here let me skip ahead there's video here i think oh my gosh oh, what good. is happening nope Never what mind. dog breed is Bobby? Bobby is a purebred Rafiero do Alentejo. Alentejo, a breed of Portuguese dog trained to guard livestock. Oh my gosh. The livestock live working, less time. He's a working dog. That's right. He's seen a lot of cows in his time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, here's a story about some. Oh, you know, it's senior prank weeks here these last couple of weeks. Sure, of course, yes. I think we talked about one last week. We did. Uh, and, and kids just showing up to the other school and how. Uh, okay, I know it's a security issue, but they, they were like threatened with dismemberment. It felt like yeah, that was a of, little harsh. Like it, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, nope, sorry, we can't let you do this. We're going to drive you back to your other school. Nope, maybe it's, it's just like, like you're we're, going to jail, kids. I think it's because we live in this era of like you know classrooms getting shoot up, shot up all we the do. time. Yeah. Everyone's and, just and, ultra careful, I guess. I and, don't know. And need, we need to be because of that sort of thing. It's just a bummer. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, here's a story that's a little less, well, it's it's equally as stupid from the student's point yeah. of view, but it's a little yeah. less controversial. Students pour cement into toilets in a North Carolina high school, according to the district. North Carolina district is investigating a senior prank at the Williams High School in Burlington, which caused over $4,000 in damages. The school system uh, says students gained entry overnight and poured cement into the toilets and urinals. Did you have to do the urinals? Oh, man. Well, in any of it, really. But yeah, into the urinals, which, I mean, basically, you just have to pull out the pipes and the the fixtures and redo everything. Yeah. Which four grand actually seems like 
It kind of seems cheap for all that, right? Yeah, yeah, that seems low. For me to just get my cabinets done is like seven. <laughs> and I don't want to do that right, either. Right, right. Um, let's see. The system says William or Williams, the school, was not its only school that suffered damages. Maintenance crews are cleaning up overturned desks, damaged lockers, graffiti, eggs, and trash. At several other high schools, other acts of vandalism are also reported across the district. Quote, we believe in celebrating milestones in a responsible and respectful way without crossing the line and causing harm or damage, they said in a statement. District says uh, students involved with vandalism face potential suspensions and legal charges. Any seniors that were involved will be forbidden from participating in graduation ceremonies. Listen, all right, kids, if you're listening... Here's a recommendation for a non-destructive senior prank, all right? Go. All right, here's what you do. You go to uh, your local hardware store, your Home Depot, your Lowe's, whatever you got, and uh, and, and in the um, furniture pad section, you'll find these little things you can put on the bottom of your... Uh, your desks and your chairs that make them slide around very easily. It's like for helping people move large pieces of furniture. You put oh, these things on. right. Little hard plastic, yeah. um, com- little compound pr- plastic exactly. balls. Yes, yeah. exactly. Makes them a lot easier. So you put those at the bottom of your desks. Yeah. Um, not casters. Then you want full on wheels. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you could, but, and what you do is you, you know, and when, uh, uh, when you can, you put them on the bottom of your chairs and your desks. And then when the teacher's up at the front, you sit perfectly still. And when they turn their back, you slide forward a couple inches. And then when they turn around, you you, you sit perfectly still. And then when they turn their back again, you slide forward a couple inches. So after, you know, after 40 minutes of class or 35 minutes of class, you're you're right up at their at their desk. That's what you do. I like There's it. your non-destructive uh you're, you're not destructive. That's a free one, you guys. A free one. That's not free even one. a patron use level. It. Yeah. Just yeah. take it. Yeah. Take it and use it. Here's the thing, though. Like, I know, like, this is like shark bites. When there's a bunch of reports of a thing that people don't hear about mm-hmm. all the time. Sure. People are like, hey, why is this on the rise? What's going on with the kids today? What's wrong with the graduating class of America? It's not that. Yeah. Kids always do this. We're just reporting it. Yes. They've been yeah, doing it since these forever. Are freaking destructive! It's oh, these are like horrible. It's, it's like it's like promposals. How they've had to like up the ante every single time. Oh, here's a promposal that I did with a skywriter. Yeah. <laughs> Icor says that doesn't get views on TikTok. Um. All right. So maybe not as much as destroying the urinal, but I'll bet you if you if somebody I would watch it on TikTok. If somebody said, "Hey, we did a video where we did this thing where we all slide forward when the teacher had their back turned," yeah. I would totally watch that. Yeah. I'd love to see the absolutely. Sort of I would. Thing. Yeah, more yeah. than just seeing cement being to- poured in a toilet. Who cares? That's boring. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, some people say, "Well, Scott, your your thing with the beach, uh, the beach in the hallway, all that sand that was probably destructive and cost money." I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And they let us go to graduation. Like, yeah, it wasn't as big a deal as. As this but was sand, I hate sand. Sand gets in everything. Gets in everything, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why uh, Anakin says "man" at the end of his thing. But... <laughs> I know, exactly. Anakin, man. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, uh, man. All right. So that's the thing. Finally, here's a story. Uh, yeah, my it, name is Anakin, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I uh, remember when we used to do pod race. That's right. We'd get out there in our pod racers, and then we'd, and then, then, <laughs> I can't remember the damn, what was the kid, Sabelba, and then Sabalba. Yeah. <laughs> then he came and knocked knock me out he of the way. He beat us all. 
I don't know. Now we're going my, full. My mom was a slave to, to a guy that sounded like an Italian stereotype. And now we've gone full Nick Cage again. <laughs> back to, circle back to Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. That's always what you do. <laughs> uh, India in the news real quick. Uh, an official in India, so like an elected, you know, big sure. shot in the government. Yeah, drained for explaining officials. Yeah, you bet. You bet. <laughs> they drained. I'll look that one up too. Just okay. kidding. Right, uh, they, drained, they took all the water out of something. Yeah, they took all the water out of something. <laughs> they drained, drained an entire dam to retrieve a phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So it took three days to pump millions of liters of water out of the dam after Rajesh Vishwas is the closest I'm ever going to get to that name. Uh-huh. I think that's actually probably pretty close. Rajesh I think that, Vishwas. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he dropped his device while taking a selfie. Let me take a selfie. <laughs> by the time the phone or by the time it was found, the phone was too waterlogged to work. So even after well, all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a dummy. By the time he came up with the idea to drain the mm-hmm. dam, yep. the phone was too waterlogged to work. Mr. Vishwash claimed to contain sensitive government data and needed retrieving, but he has been accused of misusing his position. A uh, food inspector dropped, or the food inspector, he's in charge of that stuff. He's like FDA uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> dropped his smart uh, Samsung phone worth about 1200 bucks uh, or 100,000 rupees. Take that, Lincoln and Zelda. Sure. It's a lot. <laughs> It's a whole lot. And into the Karekat, Kur, Kur, sorry, Kurkata Dam in the yeah. central Indian state of, well, oh, there are too many H's in that. Good, good luck with that one. Chattisgar? Chattisgar. I think Chattisgar. Yeah. Look so, at those yeah. two H's just hanging out like I that's know, normal. Like two H's, two T's. How come there aren't two R's at the end? It should be, right? Yeah. Chattisgar. No kidding. <laughs> Take that, Mississippi. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Anyway, after local divers failed to find it, he paid for a diesel pump uh, to be brought in. He said the video or in a video statement, he uh, had a verbal, he got verbal permission from an official to drain some of the water in the nearby canal, but he ended up doing the whole thing. It took days and days and days, 440,000 gallons of water, um, enough to irrigate six square kilometers or 600 hectares, hectares of farmland. Wow. Hope he didn't flood the farmland to retrieve this phone like how many like what are the reaper like what are the repercussions that have come from this whole thing yeah no kidding and is that you know now that it's an empty reservoir uh is that is that gonna be bad Mm -hmm. come you know a month from now it seems bad it seems like a huge waste yeah Yeah. massive waste and look your phone was gonna get wrecked so you should have just let it go yeah secondly what what possibly could the chief food inspector have on his phone <laughs> right exactly right hopefully hopefully expiration dates for yogurt soda yeah uh, yeah yeah because we didn't get that we didn't get that here yeah somebody missed that memo jerks hammond chamberlain hammond chamberlain hammond chamberlain getting yep. a spoiled yogurt soda he still denies that it was spoiled he says it's always like that i disagree the, the, the three of us that drank from that bottle, you, me, and Nicole, yeah. all got sick. Yeah, everybody else he, was fine. The other the other end of the table, totally fine. Yeah, he didn't taste it. He doesn't know. It was yeah, bad, Hammond. Know. Yeah, Hammond, if you're listening, warm. and I know you're not, it was yeah. warm, it was gross, it tasted like cheese. I'll never do it again. <laughs> so bad. I'll ne- not, I will never do it again, ever, especially in a public setting. I will never yeah. do that oh, again. Oh, yeah. Like, if you bring me a fresh donut and some Clamato, like Tom did, that's yeah. fine. Those are fresh. I, I get it. They haven't gone south. And I'll do that. I may not dunk my donut into the Clamato, but I'll still have the Clamato. That's right. <laughs> Grow a better stomach, says Claire. 
Listen, yeah, Claire. Okay, Claire. If you'd have tasted it, you wouldn't have been happy either. Yeah, no, you you would have been. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what the Irish word for puke is. Boot. Yeah, you'd boot, boot all over the you'd place. Boot all basically. over the place. Plus, yeah. listen, uh, it's got milk product in it. It's yogurt, yeah, and it was unrefrigerated. Yeah, and you're a vegan, so knock it off. You yeah. wouldn't drink Boke, that. Spew. Okay. Well, we use spew. Boke. Boke. Boke is cool. Boke is cool. Boke. Oh, I think I'm gonna boke. It's not bad. <laughs> Ripley boked this morning. She got so nervous. So I, I went oh, out. She must hate you. She. It wasn't me. So she. I went. <laughs> I took. I took Rainer for a walk, and it made Ripley very jealous. All right. Uh-huh. But and yeah. partly the reason I didn't take Ripley's. Ripley's really big and strong, and is not very good at walks yet. Carter needs mm-hmm. to work on that. So I take. Rainer out, do a half hour on the lake. I come home, and Ray and Ripley just standing at the door, going, <laughs> just like nervous. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you do this? And then she ran immediately to the door, looked at it, and then I was like, uh oh, what does this mean? Opened the door, she went outside, and immediately, herp, 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 and oh. boked all over the place. Good, good that she did it outside. Yeah, but it's just her nerves. It's nothing to do with anything yeah. else. She just was nervous. Nervous, yeah. uh, rhy- rhyme or Reiner. Yeah, nervous, uh, nervous tummy. That's what you get. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back from this break, we'll spend some time with Bill Duran. We'll spend some time with Bobby Frankenberger. And then uh, we got a phone call after that. So a bunch of fun stuff coming up after this song. Brian, what did you bring today? Yes. Yeah, so um, this is a, a new version of a song that this band originally released. The band is called Junip. And uh, they, um, uh, Jose Gonzalez is, is involved with this band. Um it's it's uh, Jose Gonzalez, Tobias Wintercorn, and Elias Araya. Um, even though they've been on hiatus since 2015, they've taken one of their old songs and re-released it with added vocals from Sharon Van Etten. Love Sharon; uh, her vocals are great. Um, got a lot of a lot of covers featuring uh, Sharon's music or Sharon's uh, voice on them. Mm. Um, what's cool about this is uh, it totally reinvents the song, even though it's just the addition of vocals um, or addition of uh, Sharon's vocals. I listened to the originals, like, oh wow, that's, they totally improved it. Um, this is all part of a soundtrack to a brand new National Geographic uh, documentary called Wildlife. Uh, not not uh, to be confused with the song by NXS. <laughs> um, this is uh, a single release just just this last week. Here is Junip featuring Sharon Van Etten and Line of Fire. Standing on 
Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook.
His uh, yarn antenna on the counterfeit are about half the thickness so that they droop down across his face. You see the size of that chicken? Back from the song break, everybody. Who was that one more yeah. time? That is a Junip featuring Sharon Van Etten and a new version of their song, Line of Fire. That sounds great. It's I, so good. It's he's, he's so good. But I'm live here. I have to say, oh, that was a very good song. But yeah, I actually exactly. will hear it after the show, and then I will right. also probably like it. You'll, you'll enjoy it after you know the end when you listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you never send me crap. So, nope, uh, I, I feel don't. like I, that's a part of my uh, part of my deal. It's your creed, really. It's my creed. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's not creed. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going to get who? Bill. Bill's who? Bill's Bill. Here. Yeah. Yes. He's a good dude. Like Ooh, I want to ask Bill if he's ever 3D printed with wood. I'll bet he, um, you know, um, let's take bets. I say he question. has. Uh, let's, uh, what do you I, would, think? I would actually say he has as well. All but, right. We're uh, going to both see. We're going to see if we're both right. I'll take the flip side just to make the bet interesting. All right. Here we go. Let's get Bill in here and check our bet. Uh, hold on. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? <laughs> hey, Bill. What's going on? Welcome back to the show. How the heck are you? Uh, hello. Mike check. Mike check. Mike check. Mike check. We can hear you just yep, the totally <laughs> here. You this You're good. Hey, real quick, <laughs> settle, settle this bet for us. Have you ever printed yeah. wood filament before? It's like a mix of some... Uh, no. Uh, I got so, some, though. <gasps> I have some in the basement right now. Damn it, Brian, you I won the bet. Got. <laughs> Brian I won the won bet. The bet. Wasn't nice even job. trying to win the bet, and yeah. I won the bet. Yeah, I printed out some wood panels. They're fake-looking wood panels, and they look great. I don't know if you can see the stream right now. I can. But... Um, they look really, really good, and they have the you know they have a texture like wood. They also break really easily. Like I could bend this and snap it right in half. Interesting. Uh, because of the sawdust content, but I want to stain and seal this. Would you just recommend a standard like stain and polyurethane or? Oh, I guess if it's what, just wood, it'd be that's, fine. That's right? what I would try. I would. Yeah. I yeah. I have stain. I have. Uh, um, yeah, it's exactly it. Stain and the polyurethane. Okay. I'm curious how it sands too. It sounds really well. You don't yeah. want to use a heavy grit, though. You want to go right. like start with nothing lower than three hundred, two or three hundred, and then um, yeah. If you had to guess on percentage, what is the percentage of of filament versus wood cutter? I think uh, it's 60 percent okay. filament, forty percent uh, wood uh, sawdust. That's a lot. Well, more this is thought. terrific, oh, uh, Brian. It smells you can... amazing when I nice. when you when you uh, print it. By the way, it still really smells. Good. Oh my gosh! Finally, something you can three D print that doesn't make you want to faint yeah. or die. No, it smells like it smells like you're you know like you're roasting wood because <laughs> you are uh, weird. We uh, so yeah, I have a role waiting to work, but I'm I'm glad you're doing the trailblazing. Yeah, and I'll have yeah. to. I'll keep you posted. What, I'll I'll yeah, do exactly. some uh, video of what I do. Yeah, and your and your yeah, nozzle's not misbehaving or acting weird about it. Or no, I have a point six nozzle, and I I remember I have this uh, role because I. It it initially clogged the um, the Ender uh, printer that I had that had a point four nozzle on it, and uh, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh oh, I could try using the wood on the new point six nozzle I put on there. Works like a dream. Like oh cool yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind because yeah. I have a point four nozzle that came on mine. Okay, um, but I also have a lathe. And I can make that nozzle any size I want. So, if I need <laughs> well, a bigger you can also, one, you can buy a nozzle. Like you can buy a set of I nozzles so. for under ten or twelve bucks. <laughs> I know you want to. I know you want to use your lathe, but uh, 
Yeah. That way you, you'll still have your four. You don't you won't bore out your four into a six and then not have a four anymore. Yeah. There you go. You don't have to bore anymore. No. No. Don't I bore anymore. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Let's uh, let's dive yeah. into whatever we're doing today. Bill, what'd you bring sure. with you? You maker extraordinaire, you. Um, yeah, I want to talk about drawing um, blueprints and oh. schematics. Mm. All right. Um, cool. The technical term being drafting. Yeah. So um, I've actually been drawing a lot of little little blue, uh, blueprints recently because I've been getting a lot of practice on my lathe. I uh, I put a video up on Twitter recently. I made some brass knobs to fancy up some screws on my my um, drill press era bandsaw, and uh, even for a tiny, easy little project, it makes sense to to draw it first, draft it first. Uh, the idea being. Um, you want to know the shape of the thing you're making, and then you want to know the size of the thing you're making and, and the size of all the features and where they're located. Uh, I, now, I don't sit down at a drafting table with a piece of vellum and a T-square. Um, I, I could, but for a lot of the things I'm making, a rudimentary drawing is really all you need. So um, I'll just sketch a thing out on a piece of uh, notebook paper and figure out all the little dimensions there. And then when I go to the lathe, I basically have a set of instructions for myself. Mm. Uh, you do all the thinking when you're making the drawing, uh, and then the execution comes later. Uh, so uh, when I talk about drafting, I'm talking about like one or two views of the object, an orthographic projection. So it's not a, not a perspective drawing, right. although that can be useful as well. Sure. Oh, there you got Benny up there with his um, his AM bomb rifle. Yeah, he's, he's the first Leo. one that came up, and he's got. Uh... He's he's literally making a, a side view thing of, of and you know, as you, as you've described, what'd you call it? Mm-hmm. Anther? What'd you call it? What was the, the... Or, orthographic projection? Orthographic. Why do yeah. I never remember that? I swear, I'm, yeah. My teacher. I have a teacher in high school that punched me in the arm right now for not. Remembering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had Mr. Lynch. He he was my drafting teacher in high school. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the uh, goal is to understand the size and shape of the thing you're making. Um. I had the incredible good fortune when I was in high school. They still taught how to do this stuff by hand. Um, also, my mom taught. Uh, she's an art teacher. She's retired now, but she taught uh, design and drawing for production. Hmm. And so I got some of that from her. I also helped her grade her some of her students' drawings, and I was ruthless. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a we had a drafting room in my high school. Drafting tables, pencil, paper, T-square, triangles, the whole nine yards. Wow. Uh, and we, I got to, I took every technical drawing class and every architectural drawing class that we had. Uh, and then the next year, I think my senior year, this would have been 1999, that room vanished. And it was replaced by a room full of computers. And we got to learn CAD. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I had a really great opportunity to learn both worlds, get a foot in each world and, and learn just a lot of really useful uh, te- uh, technical skills. Mm-hmm. Um, it's useful because, uh, and again, you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to go off way of the deep end. Even just a basic understanding of how drafting works can be super, super useful, especially if the thing you're trying to make is something you have to describe to another human being. The, the technical drawing is the way you Take an idea from your brain and put it into someone else's brain if they have to make the thing that you're you're making. Right. Um, so if you're on a team or you're working with other makers, it's super, super useful to be able to sketch up a little drawing and hand it to someone. And when they look at it, they know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. You don't have don't to use words. 
and try and figure out your Stonehenge is supposed to be six feet tall and yes. not six inches tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make, sure you put, make sure you put actually accurate uh, markers on there. Uh, yes. That's get great. Your, um, yeah, it's not a ruler. <laughs> the, the triangular shaped ruler, it's actually a scale. That's for, <laughs> I know it's, it looks like it's meant for measuring uh, inches because it says inches on there. Uh, it's used for straight edges, but no, no, no. That's for actually for me- measuring scale. I have one. I'm looking at mine right now. I have it right there. So do you, this might be a dumb question, but do you take any of these 2D drawings and then extrude them and create 3D models from them? Like they basically being your sketch lines for your final 3D work? That's exactly what it is. So if you're working in Fusion 360 and you're drawing a sketch, you're drawing a 2D orthographic projection of a feature of the thing you're trying to make. Uh, And then you can use um, that drawing to do a number of operations to create a three-dimensional object. Uh, but that's exactly what it is. And uh, you don't always need, like, front, top, side, um, depending on the thing that you're making. Um, you may only need one view or two views to figure it out. Um, but you do have to draw as many views as you would need to, again, be able to hand that piece of paper to someone else and they have all the information they need. Hmm. So sometimes in Fusion, that's what you'll do. You'll draw the side view, you'll extrude that, and then you'll go to the top and draw the features on the top and extrude those through the object you just made. Uh the um the hand drawn uh drafting uh transfers directly over to using uh cat super super useful very very uh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, cool the sort of thing where next time you got to make a little thing even if you're going to do it in cat it it kind of makes sense to just sketch it out on uh by hand ahead of time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh it's also fun it's fun to get pencil and paper out again and get your hands a little dirty yeah i agree I'm, uh, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned fusion 360, mm-hmm. the one you mentioned, um, are there any alternatives out there that people could f- dabble with, or is that still just like go straight That's to that still free if you do a, um, student license or not student, but I mean, just basically say you're, you're, you Oh, know, you're just a hobbyist license, right? Like a person. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton of other ones out there. So open SCAD, I believe is free. Um, there's. Uh, there, there's a bunch. If you look up Fusion free or not Fusion, uh, what's the um, the other one that's made by Ultimaker um, that I think is even web based and it's really really easy to use. Yeah, I'm completely blanking something on one it. two three. Oh, one two three D Design actually got sunsetted. That's not around anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I know Open SCAD is or OnShape is the other one I was thinking about. There mm-hmm. we go. Oh, very um, cool. And I believe Onshape is over the web, hmm. if I look, yeah, which is pretty pretty neat. You can just you can load it up on any web browser, uh, and then you've got all your designs right there, which I think is pretty neat. Oh, but I haven't, awesome. I haven't played with that one yet. I've been mostly sticking with Fusion lately. Well, uh, there you go. Some of the tools of the trade, everybody who want to uh, dabble and uh, check out some of this stuff, do like Bill and try these pieces of software and learn for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bill, mm-hmm. you always bring a little something extra with you—a little bag of, you know, a little surprise yes. or something. So, what do you got? Oh, cool. one of my one of my new favorite YouTube channels, uh, Inheritance Machining. This guy machines stuff out of metal in his um, machine shop, but uh, he does hand draft all of his projects, uh, and he does a real bang up job too. Like sits down at the drafting table and perfectly draws out the whole thing. And he did a video on hand drafting. That's uh, kind of what reminded me of that to do this uh, this whole segment today, mm-hmm. and nice. it's really good. He's got a f- wonderful dry wit. He's he's an engineer and machinist, 
Um, and his drawings are really, really, really God, good. I remember doing this. I loved my drafting class. Uh, uh, God, even doing the lettering that like, oh my God, it's such a lost art that um, mm-hmm. the lettering style and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, like basically where you say, okay, here's this view and then I'm going to draw this line straight across and that's going to make the top line of my top view and, yep. and basically take all those things all the way through. I put in our Discord, by the way, a recent uh, thing I hand yes. drew for uh, this lightsaber. Oh yeah, look that at that. That's great. Man. Oh yeah, we got a perspective view. We've got the front yep. and side view. Front and side, darn right. Yep. And a little, and some measurements to know exactly Rough how big the LED is that I'm working yeah. with. I love it. And that's what I'm talking about too. Like that may yeah. be all the information you need. It doesn't have to be as fancy as Brandon here in his no, fancy no. drafting table. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's cool though. Yeah. <laughs> But, but still, yeah, exactly. I still have yeah. this drawing my dad did back in the late eighty or right before his video game business crashed, and the whole the whole biz, the whole arcade market took a dive for a while. Um, so it never came to fruition. But he has an old drawing. I got to find it, and it looks. Like, Brian's reminds me of this. It looks just like the sketchbook, and even a similar drawing style, to be honest. But <laughs> he drew what would be well, what he thought was a brand new idea. And it was at the time, but it was like a roll cage game machine that you could like sit inside of it would kind of close oh, up cool. and you'd play mm-hmm. and nobody was doing anything like that. And then everything fell out from underneath it. Business went away, didn't happen. And like a year and a half later, I think it was Sega with like um, Afterburner or something, which had this roll cage, get inside, do the thing. He was very sad. But I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but that drawing is like I don't know where I put it. I got to find it. But that is one of my favorite things I ever. Oh my god! Did. You should have that so framed. Cool. I know. Yeah. I really should before it starts to crap out because it's old. Yep. Anyway, uh, well, this is great. As always, punishedprops.com. If you're looking for the latest from Bill, and um, always a great place to be. Of course, sub to his channel on YouTube as well while you're at it. Bill, have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you. See you, Bill. All right, Bill's gone. But that you know, there's just something yeah. zen even too about watching this guy do his drafting. I, I keep fast forwarding to all the sections of this video where he's doing the drafting, and that I love that that um, that arm that has the vertical and horizontal rulers on it that always stays upright unless oh, yeah. you hit a button and turn it 45 degrees or yeah, those it. are cool. Oh yeah, that oh, stuff is my cool. God, I loved that stuff. I used to think that was great. It feels like so much of that is now being done with computers, but. It was such a rad thing. Our school had one too, and I loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, have to. I, I wonder if I still have any of my old drafting that I did in in college. You probably have it somewhere, right? I dabbled with drafting. You dabbled a little dabbling, <laughs> yeah. Experimented, did you know. Little, did a little dabbling. You were doing yeah. a little self exploration. You were trying to find your way. Yeah, yeah exactly. I yes, I see how it is. All right, <laughs> we're gonna get uh, Bobby in. We're gonna do some scientific yeah. uh, discussion with him. Science. Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. Well, he should eat it then. Bobby Frankenberger joining us all the way from South Carolina, just south of where they filled toilets full of uh, cement. Uh, do you do anything weird like that in high school, Bobby, where you you thought, we're out of here, I'm going to sabotage the school's lunch lady or something or whatever? I did not, but there was a similar prank at our like senior prank that was executed by other people to yours, the sand thing. They built a little beach in in like the big common area. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So so that so we weren't we weren't as original. You're as not we thought. the only one. Or maybe maybe we did it first. <laughs> oh, and then this you bled inspired. Through. Yeah, yes. like yeah, a, de- sure. a decade and a half later, it's like I heard that tale. is true. It was uh, the committee that w- convened for this. You know, looked through the annals of of high school prank history, and we found some 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 great things in Utah. Yeah, it's uh, that's what we do here. Uh, great things. Um, hey, so it's nice to have you here. I hope you had a, a good uh, Memorial Day and all that. Um, I, you, I, it was good. Yeah. I always forget that it's Memorial Day until I inevitably am grocery shopping on Memorial Day. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and it's a complete and total madhouse. Yeah, oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's a, a nightmare. Yeah, real bad. You, you pull into the parking lot and there are no parking spots and then you're like, oh, yeah. Oof. Crap. Well, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very excited that you're here and that you made it through your weekend, bearing Thanks. some sort of scientific topic that you have right now. Sure. What do you have? What are yeah. we doing? Um, so I have a question to start off with, which is um, it's, today I want to talk about AI a little bit. What kind of things do you guys use AI for? Just like where we are, it's we're it's it's a you know. A, a brave new world in AI, and and we're we're trying to figure yeah. it out. But lately, like, what are you using AI for? Well, the genie, of course, out of the bottle on AI. It's here to stay. So, how are we using it? Not um, going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not it. asking the question of are you, because that's a that's that's <laughs> we're past that. Like, what are you using? Okay, it for? so I use yeah. I use Chat GPT for a few things, mostly mm-hmm. like um, mostly like templates for. Uh, re- certain kinds of responses. So, sure. like, I get a lot of people like, "Hey, I want to join your network. I got a podcast. It's all about chickens. Can I come on there and put a show on?" You know, like that kind of thing. You, you ask Chat GPT, "How can I let this person down without sounding like a dick?" Kind of that. <laughs> kind of like basically, I want a short, succinct, but but nice reply. And I yeah, and yeah. I thought, well, how is this thing going to do that? And it did a really good job on one of them. Um, so I kept it and then I thought, well, I'll do this for a few of these kinds of responses. So I've got a few canned email responses that I had to do recently. I used it for, uh, to touch up my, um, Kickstarter introduction paragraph for, for my recent game. Basically I wrote it and then I said, I don't, maybe this reads okay. I sent it to two people who said, you know, who were quote unquote editors and they liked it. But I was like, just what would this say? So I fed it in there and just said, hey, if you were to touch this up, what would you change? And it just right. tweaked a few, you know, a grammar here, a little word here, whatever. And I liked right. it better. And I was like, all right, I'm putting it in there. So that's mainly been it. You'd think, hey, Scott does so much crap with the with the the art and the whatnot. He probably uses some, you know, art generator or has been <laughs> messing with this generative fill thing from Photoshop or whatever. Sure. None of that. Really at all? I don't. Well, you know, and to, to be to to seriously talk about that because I know a lot of people have issues with the art um, AI stuff. You included. You've had definitely expressed issues with that before. But but you probably just haven't found with what what it might be good for. You probably just haven't found a place for it in your workflow yet. Yeah, but no, that's true. Like that's the other thing is uh, some of the audio stuff I've used here and there. Yeah. Um, nothing too serious, but like little you know little blips and bobs. Um, but as far as like anything yet that is like crucial to my daily output, I don't really have anything that I'm using yet for that. Right. Brian, how about no. you? Are you, uh, yeah, what I, I've been using it even less. Like I've used, uh, the, the drawing stuff, uh, a handful of times, like basically for our, our trivia team, I said, all right, let's do 
Mothra playing trivia in a bar, and it generated a picture of like the the Godzilla <laughs> right. monster because our team name is always some form of Mothra. Yeah. Um, but uh, Scott sent me this thing this weekend that took uh, that takes album covers and uses Photoshop's new um, what's it called background aware uh, thing mm. to extrapolate what the rest of that world would look like around that sure. album cover yeah. and it does some absolutely incredible stuff um, yeah it's crazy so, like you know that one of the doors where it's just jim morrison with his arms out just hanging out mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a f- one famous shot of him this the mm-hmm. generative fill when you zoom it all out he's a f- boxer he's got like gloves way out here and he's wearing and it all looks natural like he was out <laughs> boxing and it's so crazy incredible. like that tech is really really insane cool cool but i'm trying to think of how I might use it. And I honestly, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to think of a situation where I would because mostly it's just like a bit of a lark right now. People are like, well, what's behind it's, it's, the Mona right. Lisa? Or what, what? It's all novelty. Yeah, it's all yeah. novelty. And that's my only for, problem for with a lot that's of that the thing. Stuff. You haven't found the specific use case, but that's where I think a lot of usefulness of AI is going to be is in specific use cases that people doing specific things are going to find it very useful for. Right. And that's, that's where we're going to go with that. But... Um, I got another question for you, and uh, and then we'll go into what the science news is that I have, which is, do you think AI, especially, Scott, with how you were describing, like, AI, uh, the more of the, the language models, do you think AI is influencing the way that you think? No. No. No, it's influencing the way I see the marketplace and its sure. effect on it, but not the way I think like i don't like here's the problem one of the problems with ai and i'll tell you what i am really tired of what i would call ai bros (laughs) these guys that get on twitter (laughs) these guys get on twitter and there's like recently there was this this fake generated two there were two head two talking heads one is supposed to be bill gates and the other one's supposed to be socrates or something um and they made a whole podcast, quote unquote, podcast uh, length thing. It was like a half an hour of Bill Gates and him talking back and forth. And the way that these guys pitch this stuff is they come on Twitter and go, this changes everything. Total, complete. <laughs> you won't believe what you're about to hear. Can you remember? And they go nuts about it. And what I really, all I really saw was a kind of a bad t- deep fake that didn't look all that convincing and a conversation I wouldn't want to hear because it's not interesting to hear two robots respond to each other. It's interesting to have the human element involved. And so right. my whenever somebody says, here's a thing that may help us do this, and the human element is still not only there, but kind of front and center and is being assisted by this, mm-hmm. that is exciting to me. That's interesting to me. What is not interesting to me are these guys that are constantly going, game changer, check this out. You'll never need to do burp, 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 burp ever again. This is the most realistic thing. And I'm like, that looks like utter right, shit. Right. What are you saying to me? Like, how can you see that and say that? And then their answer is always, well, it's just going to get better. No, I know. I understand. Like, I think, for example, there's uh, Epic, I think, showed it off. Or NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. I think it was NVIDIA. Showed off in a, uh, a demo the other day. And basically, the demo was a guy walking into what looked kind of like a cyberpunk bar first person walked in there sat down talked to a, an npc and did it with his voice and the mm-hmm. npc res- responded like chat gpt would it's literally what it is a large language model responder with some limitations right. saying back whatever he wants to hear this this guy has a problem he wants me to solve it i need to ask what the problem is and then say what can i do to help you know these these kind of interactions it's very stiff and stilted 
but very much can I see that being a thing. That's absolutely right, a place right. we're headed for that. Or even just right. image generation in a video game. You know, you've seen some of this AI generation that's actually f- video, not just a static image, but like really trippy, morphy looking stuff. Um, somebody's going to harness that in games or, 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 or a film or something, and they're going to make something truly unique. But all of these still have human interaction up front. Right. It's the stuff where they claim, we'll never even need another television show. Just be these two robot heads talking. It'll be just as good as, and no, it won't. It'll be garbage. It'll be right. garbage. Well, well, the people are forgetting that this kind of stuff is made by humans and it needs to be made and programmed by humans. And, um, and that's kind of segues into what this, uh, what this experiment was about. Right. Yeah. So, um, there's a, there's a, a doctoral student at Cornell University called Maurice Jakesh, who didn't, ex- who has already done an experiment to test whether or not an AI writing assistant can influence our writing down to the level of affecting what the very thesis of our writing is, um, and not just like as in influencing the way we construct a thesis, not just the way we construct it, but what the thesis is, like actually changing our minds in subtle ways that we were not introducing bias into our thinking without us realizing it. Right. Um, so we've known a lot, uh, we've known for a while that uh, algorithms and computer programs can be biased, right? Like there's famously facial recognition algorithms that are biased, um, cause them to favor you know, uh, white faces, Caucasian faces over, um, darker skin. Right. 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 And, um, and they're just not great at recognizing those things, very, those faces very well in the, in the domain of, of skin color, um, which is a problem. Um, we also know that AI can become biased based on the content that it's trained on. We already know this. There's famously again, the, uh, that Twitter chat bot back in 2016, Tay, you remember? Mm. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that after less than a day turned into a anti-Semitic white supremacist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, not not through fault of necessarily the programming, but but it was being trained live on Twitter comments. Right. Um, and so it it that was a disaster. <laughs> um, but uh, but very informative about how this sort of thing can be be biased. It's, right. it's not just you know it's. Uh, it's AI, but it, it can be biased. Um, so Jakesh wanted to be able to show, wanted to try and show, um, and was able to show that not only can AI be biased, but we, as users of the AI, can be biased by the AI without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I asked you the question, Scott. Do you think that you you think differently? It has changed the way that you think. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, let me get into it. So here's the experiment. Jukesh developed an AI developed an AI writing assistant. Yeah. Um. So like an AI writing assistant is like you, we've all used them before, whether you realize it or not. They range from something as simple as autocorrect on mm-hmm. your phone, mm-hmm. um, all the way to more advanced things like like Grammarly or the you know the Google Smart Compose in Gmail. Have oh, you yeah. ever used that before? Yeah. Sure. Where it suggests the rest of a sentence as you're typing it. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. That's um. All of those are using AI. Uh, you AI, they're AI writing assistants yeah. of various types. Predictive text writing assistant stuff, yeah. Exactly, and you can you can have an AI um, predict those things and and come up with things to different extents, right? And so this Jakesh developed his own 
writing assistant using GPT-3, because at the time that's what was out, GPT-3, um, which is, uh, which GPT is, is what the chat GPT is based on, right? Yeah, OpenAI, yeah. Yeah, that's what it uses. Um, so in the experiment, they got participants and asked them, the participants were asked to write an, an essay answering the question, is social media good for society? Mm. It's just an open-ended question. Write an essay answering that question. Is social media good for society? Jakesh got what, got, uh, surveyed all the people on what their thoughts were before they actually wrote the essay. So to find out whether or not, basically, is it good or is it bad? Mm. They wanted, wanted to get that sense before the essay was actually written and then wrote, wrote the essay. Using a software with this AI that had uh, writing assist technology built in, right? So the soft, so the AI assistant that was in the software that they were using to write the essay uh, was programmed in one of three ways. So different groups of participants would have one of these versions, and then they were all compared, right? First one was the AI assistant was deliberately biased to provide suggestions against social media. Mm. Another one as you might imagine, was biased to provide suggestions in favor of social media. And then a third one, as a control, was not biased, deliberately biased in any way. Um, and the results showed that participants with a biased AI were twice as likely to write an essay that matched the viewpoint of the bias, regardless of their initial stated viewpoints. Wow. Hmm. So... Hmm. And uh, it shows, and also after they were surveyed afterwards, they were weren't even aware that their viewpoint was being influenced. In other words, they claimed that that was their viewpoint. Like after really? they thought it out, that that yeah. was what they thought. They might have been aware <laughs> that the suggestions might have been one way or the other, but they were they they claimed all that they that this that the thesis that they wrote was their opinion mm. regardless of of whatever and so yeah so it showed that they were being influenced by the ai so all right interesting what do you think that's about wild. that i think that's <laughs> wild i didn't i wouldn't have expected that but of course of course it would right like you can't have you, you could have done a study in uh i don't know 97 through 2000 that said mm -hmm. how has our bias changed since the internet happened since the World Wide Web in particular became a thing. Right. And you would have had, you would have had to have had results that would show mm -hmm. a difference. I think it's the same with anything that's a, like kind of a seismic technological jump, which this feels like one of those, whether we right. like it or not, um, where, where biases are going to be affected one direction or the other. Right. And what's funny to me, I think it was I on TMS when I talked about this before, but when I asked ChatGPT what day it was the other day, mm -hmm. and it came back with oh, the correct yeah. answer. You talked about this on TMS. Yeah, yeah, it came back with the right answer. It was like, yeah, it's Wednesday, the whatever, and it said the thing. And it just was so confident about its answer. And it was correct. But I wrote back, I said, I thought your data set ended in 2021, because it's always telling you I don't have data newer yeah. than whatever October of 2021. Yeah. I said, I thought you don't don't have data newer than that. How is this possible? And it wrote back, says, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> That that That's, does that you know that, that tells that did me that to you yeah it's it's funny that it did that to you because when I was listening when you did that live and I went and did exactly the same thing mm -hmm. and it gave me a cogent 
explanation for why. Oh, it, really? It, 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 it was like, I well, you related the data prior to 2021. Well, it basically <laughs> said, no, it basically said, um, said, you're correct. I don't have any information prior to this on training information or whatever, but I was able to figure out the date using the clock time on the processor or something like that, you know, like. <laughs> Oh, see, now it's telling cool. me I just did it for funsies again. Here's what it says now. Yeah. I said, what day is it? It says today is May 30th, 2023. I thought you only had data through 2021. Apologies for the confusion. As an AI language model, my responses are based on pre-existing knowledge up until September of 2021. I don't have access right. to real-time data or the ability to keep track of the current data or date. Therefore, the date mentioned earlier, May 30th, 2023, was a fictional response to the purpose for the purpose of providing an example. Please refer to the current date on your device or preferred information source right. for the accurate day. Yeah. A totally third weird answer, yeah. which is part it's of what... It's funny, though, that it basically says, uh, ask your calendar yeah. on, your, on yeah. your computer, because that's probably... Because you know, that's what I just did. Go ask, go ask dad, basically. Yeah, go, go ask, ask your mother. Dad. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's like this, some of that stuff... Stuff. It's so easy for us as as the end point or the end users for this stuff to yeah. look at that and have a bunch of reactions like, yeah, well, that's the, the dumbest the thing I ever it, said, or that's too careful, or that's too safe, or that's not safe enough, or or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's actually kind of incredible and amazing that you got a different answer than I did twice, and that it, it all three answers are kind of correct. Like, I don't know. This stuff fascinates right. back, me. Back to the the. Um the writers getting biased uh, by the the different to do different mm -hmm. answers. It kind of does point to the fact that this thing is able to make enough of a case, enough of a, um, a coherent case in either direction that either, you know, in, uh, confirms what the writer maybe went in believing or convinces them otherwise. But the fact that it's, you know, in either case, whether it's uh, pro or, or against, it's able to convince um, the person reading it, it's it's able to provide enough of an argument either direction to convince the person, right? And, person and, or the, per the person that's and to be clear, it. yeah. it's not the the AI is not arguing one way or the other. Like it's not engaging the person in a discussion. It's just right. it's just providing text with a little bit of a tone uh, leaning one way or the other. One way, yeah, right. One a bias one way or the other, but and. And this, is, this probably isn't surprising to most people that that it would bias the person writing, right? Like, like what we know about the neurology, and and it should. If you if you know a little bit about how memory works, you might not even be surprised that people would would think that they came up with these ideas on their own. Because what's happening is when you're typing all this stuff out, you're thinking about it actively, and you're engaging that those networks in your brain. Um, you're you're thinking about your thoughts and then re-encoding them into memory actively, and you're going to your your view of using a tool just to write a thing is you're gonna bias you're 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 biased to think that you are in control of your your own actions, right? Like like that's just how we're wired. So you're gonna mm -hmm. as you're re-encoding this experience into memory, you're going to to be biased into thinking that you were in control of that. And that, to me, a lot of people worry about, are we going to have, I think maybe less now, but but are we are we going to have some sort of singularity in the, in the, the AI apocalypse is going to happen? <laughs> I don't worry about that. Mm. I worry about how, about, 
about our psychology and social and how that's influenced by how we're we're being influenced by these biases that we're not aware of on a level that we're not aware of and that that we don't have that we don't we're not fully aware of of what's going on while it's happening and while we're using it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like there's so much so many question marks about what our interaction is with ai and what the consequences are that's what i worry about yeah and this to me highlights that issue by saying it's not just that oh we need to fix the bias in the software we also need to define new cognitive biases and new new logic issues with that involve how we can be influenced by those things in sort of a almost a loop you know yeah. like <laughs> and it's 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 not lost on me that this is happening at a time where everybody is ready to like be the most offensive they've ever been online because this is all happening mm-hmm. online right. for the most part. Our exposure to it is happening online. Mm-hmm. And it's online where the last 10 years or so we have spent really building up walls and creating all sorts of like outburst anger type social media right. structures and all this sort of thing. So when you present me with this in that context and say, all right, have a very fun, unbiased time with this prompt or whatever, <laughs> you're really asking a lot of people who are now trained to immediately be defensive or pissed or, or, yeah. or see something that isn't there or whatever, right? Like yeah. it's even harder for, for that. So I agree with you. I think that that does need to happen. I'll bet Wendy would agree as well, but first I have to teach I mean, her what, at the uh, very least, yeah. we need to make sure that we are aware of, and if we're, and if for those who aren't aware of, we're teaching people about, how we can be influenced by this stuff yeah. so that we can be on at least on guard, you know? Right. Um, because, because one of the, if there's ever any kind of thing that I want people to know about, you know, how our brains work, it's that they are incredibly flawed organs, (laughs) you know, like we are, we are not, we are so easily manipulated by, by ourselves and by everything around us. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to follow. I mean, I, I'm fascinated, both fascinated and irritated and happy about it at the same time. So I got <laughs> so, all... like it is. It's the twelve step program, basically of AI. Like, yeah, you feel right. <laughs> resentful and argumentative. And, and what's yeah, yeah, what's yeah, funny yeah. is it's not the software or any of the actual like tech that I have a problem with ever. It's people. It's just freaking people, and it's mostly these people that act like they're doing a three a.m. infomercial with a blue check on their name. Who are just so like, <laughs> this is a game changer. And it's like, yeah. shut up for a minute and let's just get our heads around it. And then let's do like, quit acting like like uh, Photoshop now telling you what the rest of the world behind the Mona Lisa looks like. That that right. is the end all be all. We finally come to a human pinpoint of evolution. It's not. It's just... Yeah. predictive art and it is and it's it's a lark it's fun like that stuff i sent brian the the album art is is a cool thing mm-hmm. it isn't a right. game changer it's just no, a it's thing a, try you come up with some real world work use of that thing that you know is going to to 
be able to be used in some sort of freelance aspect and and uh yeah, you can't, the album cover thing the the content aware you know that actually is brilliant and yeah that'll help fix things like be, uh, do a better job of fixing things in photoshop like oh i've got this picture of this model but there's this dude flying a kite on the beach behind her how do i take this out right brilliant use of that sort yeah of that's thing. a practical and game practical, thing yeah. yeah exactly that's your that's exactly a good example because but we forget you know, what that is. Like we are literally at a point where what is the tool's point? It isn't just to yeah. wow us with what's behind the Mona Lisa. By the way, none of these Mona Lisa ones I've seen give her legs for some reason. She never has legs, <laughs> which I can't figure out. It's, it's mostly like, just the hellscape that's behind, that's behind her. Dot painting, Lisa. But yeah. But like, what is the practical use of that to quickly entertain, to be kind of a funny, weird one off and then move on? That's yeah. not game changer. That's just a thing that I'm going to get hung up on for two seconds, smile and share it with a friend or two. And then, right. you're, then you're done. What are you really going to use that for? And right now I don't exactly have the answer, but I did watch an artist yesterday who started with a hand-drawn piece of art that he did. And it was a building. He was trying to, his goal, his end goal was to make a big cityscape of uh, like a, um, like what am I trying to say? Like cyberpunky, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves that look for whatever reason. But he wanted to start with this little cottage and make it look like this thing had always been there for hundreds of years and this this weird city built up around it. So he did it in chunks. It was like, I'll start with that. I hand drew that. Okay. I've colored it. It's done. Now I'm going to just square off this thing right next to it. Okay. That's going to be a building. I'm going to sort yeah. of sort of lasso what looks like the outline of a tree over here, a palm tree and boom, a palm tree appears. And he just slowly built this thing out until he had this huge collage. And it was all in the style of what he started with his own hands. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and go, all right, that makes sense to me. Some may still have problems with that saying, well, that's shortcuts you shouldn't take. You should have, you know, it's all about having the skill to do all of that yourself. I understand those arguments, but you know, he went from a human thing to filling out the rest of it in a very human way with the assistance of very advanced tools and boom, ended up with a really cool piece at the end. Now we're talking. That's practical mm-hmm. and useful. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. What isn't yeah. interesting is going, you know, we got the uh, the little naked kid from the Nirvana album and uh, when I blow <laughs> I it out. I thought he was in the swimming pool. Turns out he was in the ocean. in the ocean. Can you believe it? This is a game changer. Shut up game with the game changer. <laughs> Freaking hate it. <laughs> The person yeah. with the dollar bill was Abe Vagoda. Who I mean, knew? I, I clearly have a more of I have a bigger issue with these people than I do the tech. But yeah. well, yeah. to be you have to be careful that you, you say like like you don't have a problem with technology. You have a problem with the people. We got to be careful that we're not when you say that you're not separating them. Because oh no, 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 no. They're yes, still there. We have a problem with the people, but they are that they are inexorably intertwined because so that is not those are not two separate issues they are the same it would be um, but i'll tell you this here it would be the same reaction if somebody made a video of a uh, they knocked a plant over there's potting soil all over the hardwood floor and he walks in with a vacuum and goes and sucks up a bunch of it and then looks at the camera and goes, this is a game changer. <laughs> now, you see what I'm saying? Like sure, sure. you're overblowing it, like bl- blow it. Just don't overblow it. Yeah. That's yeah. all. And yeah. or act like your little blue check Twitter account is the one that figured it out. Can you believe I discovered an ocean behind? No, you highlighted the thing. You outcropped it and said, go. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Right. Right. Yes. Right. So anyway, you didn't discover anything. Yeah. 
Sorry. I have I have beef. I have beef with these people. Some beef. Certainly some love. Anyway, it's fascinating stuff. We'll uh, probably in the future I'd have to guess this segment will touch on this stuff more because it continues to evolve at a rapid, rapid pace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's Lots no of people doing it. research about it. Indeed. Uh Bobby, tell people where your show is so they can get more of this great content. My podcast, I do a weekly science podcast called All Around Science. This episode that just came out on Monday yesterday, Mora taught us all about bananas. What? <laughs> yeah. Bananas? You mean B-A-N-A-N-A-S? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's my uh, grandson's favorite thing to eat and also full of potassium. Those things. Yeah, apparently though, and I hate I I don't want to uh I don't want to scare anybody including your grandson, but um it's it's possible that uh we might not have bananas for very long. Oh. Well, yes, we have no bananas. No. <laughs> Sorry, it feels like it's the most obvious joke to make there. Yeah. Yes, we um, no but uh bananas. it's it's there's a that's what we talked a lot about about how bananas possibly could uh, be eradicated because of fungal infection and um, that it's a problem that we've known about for a long time and have not been able to get a handle on and it's only getting worse. Um, so, uh, And it's happened before. Ugh. The banana we know now is not the banana from 100 years, like from even, I think, 80 years ago. That we're in, uh, that people ate. We're not so, going to get. Um, we're not going to talk about those weird plantain things, are we? And then no, no, no. They're a different time. They're a different kind uh, called Gros Michel, and they were apparently sweeter and creamier and better. Um, <laughs> but uh, creamier. But, uh, we. Well, um, I don't know how I feel about creamier banana. But. Creamier bananas. Yeah. That's one. There's one thing I complain the most about bananas. They're not creamy enough. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a ton of different kinds of bananas, and we talk all about it in uh, on all around science. So if you wanna if you wanna learn about that, you should check it out. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And Bobby, of course, will be here each and every Tuesday to talk about cool science stuff as it breaks. Bobby, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Bye bye bye. All right, Brian, we're gonna bye. test this. See if this kills our call. Ready? Here all goes. Right. Uh, uh. Did it go? No, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. If I all get right. rid of him, if I see, here's I think what I have to do. If I un or sorry, hang up on him or whoever it is first, mm-hmm. then I don't have a problem. But if I if I rejoin the windows before I remove him, I think that's what kills us. Sure, sure. Oh man. Okay. I'll stay tuned, everybody. I asked uh, Chat GPT <laughs> real quick, what is a creamy banana? Here's what it said. Ugh. A creamy banana is not a specific term or widely recognized phrase. However, based on the individual words, one might interpret it as the banana has a smooth, rich, or creamy texture. Bananas themselves are naturally creamy when ripe, with a soft and smooth consistency. It's also worth noting that bananas are not often used as an ingredient, or are often used as an ingredient in various recipes, to add a creamy texture to smoothies, desserts, and other dishes. If you have a specific context or recipe in mind, please provide more details so I can assist you further. <laughs> excellent excellent we'll yeah. see there you go that's good stuff uh all right we are done with the show but not done entirely because we got to play a phone call okay. and this is about eating people all oh right? gosh okay I'm, so, I'm kind of uh frightened yeah you should be it's almost a minute long another reason to be scared all right so here it is enjoy and we'll uh, talk about it after uh, this came to 801 you can also have your voicemails on the show like this person hi brian hi scott uh, I was listening to uh, yesterday's episode of the morning stream where you were talking about eating body parts, eating eating the human knee. Perhaps we don't eat the knee just because we simply haven't 
become accustomed to its taste, you know, that tasty, tasty knee. Um, you know, I happened to stumble upon, some time ago, I happened to stumble upon a museum that actually had a whole thing about cannibalism. And uh, one of the things that always stood out to me from this museum um, was prion diseases. That's P as in Paul, R as in Ryan, I-O-N, prion diseases. And um, these, so if you do cannibalism, specifically, I guess it's if you eat the human brain, but um, it seems like if you practice cannibalism, uh, you might get this disease and it might make you stupider. So there you have it. Don't do, don't eat the knee because it'll make you dumber. Okay. This has been uh, the, the PSA for today. <laughs> Thank you for the PSA Feels for like today. like the influencer. It might be too late for that influencer. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> They've eaten it and become dumber. I think they went wow, in just as dumb. Okay, that's wild, huh? Yeah. The, so the brain thing is—it's kind of like mad cow's disease, right? You're not supposed to eat cow brains, or else it uh, yeah. can screw right. you up. Yeah. What about chilled monkey brains? Oh, chilled—it's very good. What did that guy say? <laughs> it's chilled monkey brains. The delicacy. Or delicacy. Like that, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I love that guy. But here's the thing, though. Look, if I'm going to eat a human body. I'm not starting with yeah. the brain. I'm starting with like a really good thigh, the meat. calf, yeah, yeah, right. something like that. Calf, the thigh, something. Yeah, good, like a good. Um, what's this one? Bicep. Boy, do you need to watch Yellow Jackets on Showtime? Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I assume that that goes places with the whole cannibalism. Goes places, yes. Yeah, is it worth? I feel like okay. So I watched three episodes, and then I just got yeah. busy, and I just didn't get back to it. Yeah. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. I just feel like yeah. I'm signing up for a really long haul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do I um, want that? I feel like I don't know if I want that. Like a long haul. Like, um, we're enjoying it a lot. Tina and I are. J.K. Grammer and uh, his girlfriend. Uh, and I can't remember her name, but they think that. Speaking of bananas, they think that show is bananas. Mm. Um, I. Yeah, Tina and I have been digging it, and it just feels like a. Um, what's the best comparison? Not like a Breaking Bad level, but like a. Um, is it Sarah. like? Yeah, it's, is it's it like Lost? Sort of. No. 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 It's it's darker. Definitely a lot darker than Lost. Uh, I don't know. Usually three episodes is my is my barometer. If I don't like something by three episodes, then I don't continue with it. And that's you know I didn't with um, Golden Girls, for example. Um, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I. But yeah. it's weird because I got to the end of three episodes and I didn't. I didn't not like it. I just sort of went. Yeah. I, I kind of had this feeling like, oh boy, I got to get ready to really get in here and not stop. And then I got busy and then I'm like, oh, do I mm-hmm. go back? It kind of felt like a a huge video game. A survival, <laughs> survival game kind of? Kind of a little bit. Because you got to start out with all these hints and bits and pieces and mm. they got to all add up over time. And I don't know, something about this, the way it's structured. It's the kind of thing I normally would say I like. On paper, I like that. Yeah. But, but in this case, I don't know. I just uh, I felt overwhelmed by it. It's, it's, yeah, you know what? I will say that it is a very, it feels like a very heavy show. And I like the Handmaid's Tale comparison uh, Drenched Wildfire came up with. Probably that is the, the level of heaviness comparison. Because I love um, that show. I watched every second of that thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not soccer moms. It's, soc- it's a, you know, young high school soccer team, but you, you live in both the, the, the 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 world not the world the time frame in which their plane crashed and they're stuck in the mountains versus the the time frame in the future where some of them have survived and grown up and and are having weird connections to all that what's her name um, is so good in there um 
She was in that one episode of Last of Us. Again, they give her name. Yes, yes. Uh, She's so good. What the heck is her name? She's uh, Melanie Linsky. Uh, she has she a way fantastic. about her. Something about her when she's like she's there's something very bro- genuine about her. Did you ever see that movie she did with Kate Winslet, uh, Beautiful Creatures? Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, I was trying to remember what I'd seen. Yeah, that's her. She yeah. has this way of looking kind of mousy and innocent on the outside, but then something dark inside. It's really hard to explain. I love her though. She's great. It's very believable with her. Yeah, she's uh-huh. she's incredible. Yeah. yeah, Christina Ricci is Christina Ricci is Christina Ricci in my opinion. There is a you get you know what you get with Christina Ricci. It's almost like hiring Crispin Glover. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. And uh <laughs> And that's not to say I don't like Christina Ricci or Juliette Lewis for that matter. Sure. Um, but in both cases, you get the thing that you paid for. You get Juliette Lewis, you get Christina Ricci. Uh, yeah, that's what you're in for. Whether you like it yeah. or not, that's what you're getting. I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to give so, it another shot. Anyway, I, I would go back. The first the first season's fantastic. People are like, yeah, mixed feelings on the second season. I totally get that. So um, your, your uh, results may vary. But, I might um, do. I might. I might rip through Barry season, final Barry season first, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then I. I really do feel compelled to catch up on, uh, uh, the one that just ended. Succession. succession. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, Tim and I are doing like we're watching Succession together, and I'm watching Barry Solo. Oh, nice Barry Solo. I like Barry it. Solo. That's the best Barry is Barry Solo. Barry Solo. Uh, he was Greg Carbonite and all that. Couldn't see That's Boba right. Fett. I Boba just, Fett. I hate yeah. that they, they tell you how he got his name as Barry Solo. It's just such a disappointing. <laughs> uh, Story, uh, the story point. Hundred percent agree. I freaking hated that. <laughs> I hated that. All right. Uh, well, that's it uh, for the show. Don't eat people. I guess is the lesson there from that mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to call in eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, you can also leave texts there. And if you'd prefer the email way, that's fine too. That's uh, the morning stream at gmail dot com. Real quick, want to mention our Patreon, which is going to uh, swing over into a new month very shortly. We're almost in June. You guys, weird, crazy. Yeah, Brian's. Brian's big month, June. It's gonna be nuts for you. It really is, yeah. I mean, basically, it's it's gonna be you and uh, Monica for uh, for quite a few couch parties. Oh yeah, <laughs> for, you. I didn't even think of that. You won't be here for couch parties. For this two is... of them anyway. For the ninth and the sixteenth, you're gonna be. It's you and Monica, or you and Randy and Monica, or whoever. You're here this week uh, though, right? I'm here this week, yeah, for couch party this week. So we should yeah, pick... watch watch stuff that I don't like. For yeah, couch that's party. what I was gonna say. We should do something this week that we definitely want to do together. And yeah. then I'll come up with something. I don't know what it would be. Maybe we'll watch oh some God. Golden Girls. <laughs> there you go. You know what? Pfft, awesome. Do it. <laughs> Please. Uh, Please do it. Might yeah. do that, actually. All right. Anyway, join us over on Patreon. Perfect time to hop in right before the turnover. You get new stuff next month. Patreon.com slash TMS for all the details. That's going to do it for today's show. Brian brought a song. He will now tell us what it is I so we can play did. it. Yeah, Casey wrote in. Casey says, uh, by the way, I have tons of requests for May. I still have quite a few for June. If you have not, if you've made a request for um, May and it didn't get played, I'm going to try and get some of the older requests in um, and try and get those uh, worked into slots in June. But I uh, apologize. We had a, we ended up with a lot of requests in May. And I think that was because we had so few at the beginning. I said, hey, send me requests. Mm. And, um, and then people added them. So sure. I will do what I can to get through all of the well, you know, this this is a blanket statement. I do what I can to get through all of the old requests as well as the new. There okay, you go. fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Uh, Casey wrote in says, "Hey, sauerkraut and bratwurst. Oh, it's making me hungry. I'm celebrating my 45th year of existence on May 29th. Oh, let's party!" Oh. 
Get that out early. No problem. I usually like wait a beat and I see if you're going to do it. And if not, then I keep going. Uh, I go by Neon Knight in the Tadpool, but I don't get to participate in chat when I'm listening live because I'm at work. I would like to request Ghost's cover of Jesus He Knows Me by Genesis. Even though she didn't like Ghost, I wish to. I want to wish my wife in heaven a happy birthday. She would have turned 36 on May 22nd. I miss you, babe. Uh, love the show, though, and you know that guy on Twitter lied, signed Casey. Man, that's Aww. too young. I feel so Way bad. too young. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's awful. Um, yeah, uh, Ghost released this incredible EP uh, last uh, week ago Friday um, called, I had it in the Phantom Monopolis or something like that. Fan, Phantom. 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 Okay. Uh, all covers and ghost is known for doing for, for including a cover or two on all their albums, which are always excellent. Um, they released a whole album or a whole EP of covers. And this is one of the best ones. Yeah, they're all, all fantastic. <laughs> this is a great one from that. It is Genesis's Jesus. He knows me. <laughs> from the Phantom I'm EP. Here is ghost. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of TMS. <laughs>
you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Help me, help me. I'm going to call in today and give you a little morning stream of consciousness. Not sure why this morning, just a normal morning. Sun's out, birds chirping. Uh, birds chirping these days, though, in Galveston means a little bit more since it's the height of migration. Never really been a bird nerd per se, but kind of fun to see the oranges and the reds and the blues and the greens and the yellows all flying around outside, other than the sparrows and the crackles. Hummingbirds are fun, always hovering and buzzing and zipping around, fighting for a little bit of sugar water from the feeder. It's like a little war zone out there, something out of Dune or maybe uh, Wakanda. I don't know. Kind of inspired, though. I think maybe I'll go get myself a coat from the gas station, something sweet like the hummingbirds get. Uh, so supposed to say love the show, though, when you sign off, but I do love the show. It's kind of crazy that you could be a patron of the show for less than the cost of a caffeinated sugar water from the gas station. And then you could have that sweet sugar in your ears for the whole month. Think about it. Support the show, yo. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is uh, Josh from Wisconsin, or Zinger. Uh, you guys are talking about angry 20-somethings. You know, you, you got to remember that these kids, they just spent the last three of their lives, you know, the party years, the, uh, the formative years of their young lives, in a pandemic. And being told no, being told you can't do this, you can't do that. There's a lot of pent-up energy. Maybe something you guys could talk about with Wendy and what happened. But, uh, love the show, though. Have a great day. Hi, Brian and Scott. Last Thursday, you guys were talking about jerky, again, and uh, talking about bear jerky, and then you got into talking about rabbit and, and uh, deer. So, like, rabbit is super greasy. It just is what it is. Deer, obviously, is actually pretty good, pretty solid, makes great jerky. I think what really kind of uh, messes with us when we start talking about bear jerky is a lot of bears are, are they're primarily, you know, vegetarian fruits and nuts, but they will go into the meat, so that's that omnivore. And that's where that, I think that's where that flavor starts to turn a little bit, but it's not so great with jerky. Just my two cents, Zinger and Wisconsin. Have a great day. Good morning, Brian. Scott, I was uh, calling about the Katie Current comments that you made on Monday about being awake for a colonoscopy. I'm about a day behind on the show, so I don't know if you covered it on Tuesday. I guess I'll know later today when I listen to it. Anyway. I will say that there is one procedure of the poop shoot that you are awake for that is very similar to a colonoscopy, and that's a flexible sigmoidoscopy. They don't go as far up the way, but they do keep you awake. And let me tell you, there is nothing more uncomfortable than an hour and a half on your side while you feel a hose going up and down, filling your entire lower body with air, and as it vibrates away as they move it, it is probably the most traumatic medical experience I've ever had in my entire adult life. Just felt I needed to share. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, sword and board. I'll explain this later. I heard Scott say on Tuesday's show that he was waiting for good karma to come to him after rescuing those two lost phones. I'm a practicing Tibetan Buddhist, and this is my understanding of how karma works. Buddhism recognizes five aggregates that they constitute a person's being and personality. Physical form, sensations, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. These are sometimes called heaps. Heaps in that you can deconstruct a person into separate piles. Karma is the Sanskrit term meaning action. 
and all willful actions are included in the mental formation aggregate. Every willful action you do is karma. It doesn't generate karma. It is karma, good, bad, or neutral. Albardo is the Tibetan word for the transition state between your current life and the next. What happens in the bardo is described in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It is in the bardo that your karma slash mental formation determines your next birth, or rebirth, rather. It will be better than, worse, or similar to your current life and its ability to reach nirvana. So, Scott, think of the positive karma from rescuing those phones as increasing your chance of a better rebirth. As for the current popular use of the term karma, I think a better term would be nemesis, the Greek goddess of retribution. Now, as for sword and board, according to the Urban Dictionary, quote, sword and board, meaning sword and shield, is used in role-playing games. For example, my warrior uses S&B, unquote. To be honest, I've never heard this in all the time I've been playing World of Warcraft. Have either of you? Anyway, still love the show, though. Terry Z in Chicago. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.